We're in our series on a grateful life. And man, we have so much to be thankful for, grateful for. We have so much to show gratitude toward. And, you know, this morning I want to spend a little time because some of the things that we've looked at have to do with our responses toward people. You know, some of what we've looked at, well, I've only ministered this once, but we've looked at um, how we respond in ungrateful situations, like when dealing with people that have attitude or people that are not kind or whatever, and you being grateful and thankful in the midst of that, not for someone's attitude, but you're thankful in the midst of people's attitudes. And um, that's an area of of gratitude and and being grateful. But what I want to kind of want to, we'll talk a little bit more about that this morning, but I want to focus on our gratefulness to to who God really is. You know, who... He is in our lives, what He's done for us, and um, not allowing ourselves to be distracted from focusing on what He has promised us. So, this morning, I want to read you a, a few things that have to do with certain promises that God has given us. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this great day. It is a day that you have made. And and we purpose to rejoice and be glad in this day, no matter how we feel, no matter what circumstances surround us in any way, shape, or form, we choose to be grateful and rejoice in your goodness, in who you are, and what you've done for us, what you're doing for us, what you will continue to do for us. Because you're always the same. You never change. And we honor you today. We give you great praise in the house. And everybody said amen. 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 So I want you to think about several things here just for a moment. I'm going to read these fairly slowly and just expound on each one of them. He will never leave you or forsake you. That's a promise. That's not just a statement. Um, That's not just a a statement that we are, I'm sorry, but something is on my glass, and it's bugging me. So I have to crease my shirt with it. Ah. Wouldn't be able to do that very good. Anyway, um, <clears throat> he will never leave me nor forsake me to the ends of the earth, ever, 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 ever. I don't care where you've been, what you've done. I don't care if you look back on times when it seemed like he wasn't there. He was there because he promised you he would never leave you nor forsake you. God wants you and I to live grateful for that. And I'm going to explain why it's so important that we're grateful for that. 
It's really important that you're grateful for the fact that He will never leave you nor forsake you. Remember that. He will always lead you. Always. He'll always lead you if you pay attention to what He says. If I'm paying attention, He will always lead me. If I'm focused on Him, He will always lead me. And nowhere in the Bible did I find any story, any event, any situation where God led over the side of a cliff. He only leads you to a better place. It's a promise. And He wants you to be grateful for the fact that that promise is there for you and I. There's a promise that you and I can hear and know His voice. There's a promise. My children know my voice. Those who are led by my Spirit are sons and daughters of God. It's a promise. I can know His voice. I can be led by that voice because I hear that voice and know that it's Him. Hmm? My sheep hear and know my voice. You have to be grateful for that promise every day. And what that means is, I need to hear Him every day in every situation. I need to be challenged that I need to put the effort out to hear Him and know His voice Every day, in every situation. You know why? If I'm not grateful for that, I will allow, I will allow myself to be tripped up and deceived and go a different path and follow other voices and other impressions, other leadings, because there's other leadings. There's all kinds of things. The, the enemy wants you to be led by your emotions, especially when they're stirred up. Because then you'll make choices out of anger and fear and frustration, and all those choices never produce the blessing of God. Because it'll always be contrary to the voice of God. Because the voice of God is still, it's calm, and there's an assurance that's there that will always produce for you. But we have to be grateful for that every single day. How many know in here today that He's your provider? No matter what. No matter what, He's your provider. He'll always be your provider. Always. Even if you're not, even if you're not moving in a direction toward Him, to receive understanding and revelation, He's still your provider. Whether you, whether you embrace that and receive that or not, He's still your provider. That's why He wants you to be grateful every day. Now, before I read the rest of them, how do you demonstrate gratefulness? I mean, there's several ways that back up the one way. There's only one way to demonstrate gratefulness. But there's other, there's other actions that will back this one up. But there's only one way 
There's only one way from Scripture to demonstrate gratefulness. And it's with your mouth. Your actions will show. Your body language will even show. You can see gratefulness in a person's body language. But if you're talking ungrateful, you will not have any positive body language. If you're talking ungrateful and no gratitude, if you're talking those things, your actions will not follow with gratitude. Only one way to demonstrate your gratefulness, and that is to offer it with your mouth. And I'll just say this, because if this was easy, Everybody'd be doing it. <laughs> There's no question about it. If this is easy, everybody'd do it. But here's the thing: you have to be grateful with your mouth on purpose, even when you don't feel grateful. There lies the key. Before I finish those, I want to make these, th- this, this one kind of two comments. A grateful person is a person of faith, constantly focused on the good things of God. A grateful person is a person of faith, constantly focused on the good things of God, focused on it, meditating on it. That's why your daily routine is something that is so absolutely vital. Listen to me. If you have a developed daily routine and it's real to you, and gratefulness is like a six-gun in your side that is available at any minute, at any day, and you've become accustomed to that, it doesn't matter if somebody comes along and drains your bank account, takes your house away from you, you have no place to stay. If you have a daily routine and you're grateful to God, if somebody came and stole something like that, there'd be a new one, another one, another opportunity right behind it. Because of your, your assurance that God is your provider, and you're grateful for that every single day. So now my life is not determined on whether everything is in line and in place all the time. It's based on how grateful I am every single day, even when I don't feel grateful. I'm coming back to these. One of, my, one of our foundational scriptures, 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. Now, thanks be to God, grateful to God, who always, what? Always leads us. That's a promise. <laughs> he always <laughs> leads us into triumph, (laughs) not defeat, into triumph in Christ. And the last part of that's something else we'll talk about toward the end of the series. But He always leads us in triumph, always, 
And that's a promise. But notice what the Apostle Paul said here. Thanks be to God. God, I'm so grateful that you lead me in every situation. I thank you, Lord, that I can hear your voice. I thank you, Lord, that, I am, that you are my provider. I, I, am, I, am, I am not connected to or indebted to anything on this planet except you. You see me through every situation that I face, and I am so grateful and so thankful. Why do you have to be grateful for these promises? Because if you're not grateful for the promises, then the opposite of the promise will rule your life. Now, is, is, is that true? Is that true? I want, you to, I want you to stop just for a moment. I want you to think about this before I read these last three or four promises. There's many promises in the Word. I'm just giving you a few of them. But I want you to stop and think about that for a moment. Is that true? If I'm not living a grateful life, am I living a complaining life? That's why this month I challenged you to make a list and make, a, and make notes. Don't raise your hand, but I'm just asking you. Are you doing that this month? Are you taking the challenge of writing down how many times you've been negative about things, how many times you've been ungrateful about things, how many times you're, you're complaining about situations or, situ or circumstances in your life. If you're not taking this challenge, you're not helping yourself. We have to be honest with ourselves. I told you the first time I was 25 years ago, I was given this challenge. Man, I thought I was good. I don't need a challenge like that, man. I don't ever say nothing about anybody. <laughs> Holy moly. Because you don't realize how many little things that come out of your mouth that, you know, you're not, you know, you're not, you're not enraged against a certain person or you're not hurting somebody or you're not, you know, threatening somebody's life or whatever. So, you know, I mean, if I just say, you know, how stupid that guy's haircut is, man, that just looks ridiculous. Well, Pastor, what, is it, what does that matter? Because it, 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 it's a, a demeaning attitude. It's a, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's a way of life that you're in the flow of that you've got to change. And it starts with the little things. And that's why you need to be writing these things down. But if you're not developing gratefulness and, and developing a, 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 an attitude of gratitude towards situations, are you in a negative flow? You have to ask yourself that question. Are you in a negative flow with the rest of the world, because the world is in a negative flow, and you just see it. Everybody's negative about everybody. Everybody's against everybody. But it's not enough, and, and it, it's important, but it's not enough just to change what you say about other people. So that's not enough. I mean, that's kind of elementary, actually. But, but, but where, where the real meat of the game is is in you every day being grateful that He's your provider. Being grateful that He leads me. Being grateful that I can hear His voice and do the things that He said because He's promised that to me. So you know what that means? The second thing that that means is 
that it's not about how good I am at developing this. It's how good I am at accepting what he's promised me. Because the moment I get confident in how good I'm getting at being grateful, some pride trying to sneak in there. See, it's the little things that seem almost insignificant that amount to like 25 or 30 or 100 different things in your life that you just let go. We got to rein them in one by one, little by little. How? Being led by the Spirit of God and developing the weapon of gratefulness. Gratefulness and thankfulness is a weapon. What did it say in that verse? Thanks be to God. First and foremost, God, I am so grateful that you lead me, I'm so grateful that you provide for me. I'm so grateful that that I hear your voice and I know your voice and the voice of the stranger I don't follow. I'm so, so grateful. You've got to remind yourself every day by thanking him. He doesn't forget. (laughs) You're not not acknowledging him and his greatness because he forgot. That's for you. Back to our list. The last one was he's our provider. The next one is that he protects you. He's your protection. Angels of God encamp around about you. They protect you in every single way. He is your protection. I love the the passage that talks about that he he goes before us. There's another passage that talks about that he's in our front and he's in our back. And then another passage that talks about he's at our side. I mean, he, he, another passage that says his favor encompasses me like a shield, like, like, like a force field, a shield around me, his favor does. Why? Because of my gratitude and my thankfulness of who he is and what he's done for me. All of this is because of the choice that the Father made to give the best of heaven and the choice that Jesus made to do the Father's will. All of it. I'm so grateful for that. I feel like that my gratefulness to what Jesus has done for me empowers me to do the same thing. To do the Father's will. I I, I, I want to have this grateful attitude and heart and develop this grateful life that is thanking him that he's my protection. I never have to be afraid. Another promise is that he is my strength when I'm weak. He's my strength when I'm weak. What I couldn't do, he's already done. And the more I draw from him, and I'm grateful for that, it's vital that you are grateful every single day that his strength is more than enough, that what he's done is more than enough for my life, that when I become weak, 
He's, str- he's already strong. He doesn't become strong when I'm weak. He was already strong. And that strength is there to rescue me when I'm weak. That's a promise. But you need to be thanking him for that every day. Not focusing on your weakness. If you go around all the time focusing on the fact that you were weak and you messed up, you screwed up, you did this wrong, this thing didn't work right or whatever, and woe is me and it's I'm so bad and all that. If you focus on that all the time, there's no acknowledgement of how great God is. Yeah, I was weak, but he rescued me. And Father, I am so grateful. I'm so grateful and I thank you that that strength is strengthening me so I'm not weak. Because see, when, when it's all of him and none of you, then you're strong just like him. Problem is, is where I let my supposed strength try to creep in and I try to fix it and I try to handle it. You ain't any good at that. I'm telling you right now, you ain't no good at that. That's bad English, but I'm just telling you that's the way it is. You are no good at being strong. You need to be strong in his strength. One of, the, one of the places that I've found in my life where that really actually happens is when I'm thankful and grateful for him for that every single day. Can you say amen? amen. Oh, this is a good one. <clears throat> this is a promise, and I've got to be grateful for this. He's given me his peace. This peace that passes my understanding and it guards my heart and my mind at all times. I need to be grateful and thankful for that every single day. What an amazing God. He gave me His peace. Listen to me. That peace was tested and tried. That peace endured the cross. That peace He's given to me. My goodness. If He's endured... If that peace endured the cross and he remained at peace, you remember on the cross, some of the last things he said, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. That's a man of peace. It's able to endure everything to that point that he had endured. Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. That's the peace I want working in my life and the way I get that is by thanking him for it every day and then receiving it when I need it. You ever been in a, in, a, in a situation where you needed peace? I can think, as I'm standing here, I can think of, of three specific situations that I've been in that I needed peace. But you know what? When I got to the situation, the peace was already there. Because I had already received that peace before the difficult situation arose. And how you get prepared for anything that comes. The Bible doesn't say the difficult times don't come. But when they come, he's already my answer. He's already got the way out. He's already got the answer for anything that I face. I don't care what it is. And I need to be thanking him for that peace now. That's not expecting bad things to happen, but the Bible doesn't say if you get born again and you trust God that nothing's going to come against your life. We're just denying it the right to affect our lives. We have the ability to do that because of these promises that we believe from Him. Last one I'm just going to share with you for today. I have some more for 
I'll share with you next week, but, but he has delivered me from all fear. And fear is the root to everything that's bad. Fear. And he delivered me. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given me a spirit of fear. But what? He's given me power and love and a sound and a well-balanced mind. That's what he's given me. <laughs> Man, do we need to be thanking him and showing gratitude and being grateful to him for what he's given us there. So no matter what we face, fear has no place. Fear has no place. Today was my, my earthly brother's ministry, my, my blood brother. I've got some stepbrothers and sisters, but my, my only blood brother, it was his birthday today. And I, he lives in Romania, and I texted him early this morning, so it was in the afternoon for him. And uh, I told him, I said, you know, my parents separated and divorced when he was about four and I was about nine. We're about five years apart. And so we didn't, I stayed with my dad and he went with my mom and, and uh, we didn't spend a lot of time together in those younger years, like at least till we were 18 years old, we didn't spend a lot of time together. And I've been thinking about that for the last couple of years. And I texted him this morning and I said, you know, I hate the fact that we missed those younger years together. And I think sometimes about what our lives would have been like had we not been separated like that, you know. But then I said, but we can't turn the clock back. But what we can do is make a difference today. And I said to him, <clears throat> what we faced from the time they separated was fears that we didn't have control over. Great fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of not, not, not having an assurance. Fear of now, now what happens. You know, at young ages like that, your, your little minds are not, your brains aren't even half developed, you know, or not, not all the way developed. And as they're developing, you know, you're trying to figure things out and all of a sudden, you create these ideas about life in the future and they're all rooted in fear. Because there was no... We, were, we would, weren't raised in a Christian home, and we had no Christian influence or word influence at all. And so we were just kind of led. And I said, but we can make a difference now as we've been making the last number of years. We've been making a huge difference. And you make a difference by acknowledging the fact that if you're operating in any kind of fear, it didn't come from him. So, Father, if you didn't give me the fear... I don't receive the fear. And I'm so grateful today that, that through Jesus Christ, I am liberated from all fear. Amen? Whoo, man. Talk about being excited. Huh? What, what, I mean, how can we lose? If you think about this lifestyle, I didn't say it's easy. I didn't say and it. Didn't, it didn't, just because you heard a word on it doesn't mean it, it's going to change everything. No, no, no. you got a purpose to work it out, make it your own, and work it out in your own life. And the challenge I've given you about making notes about things that you say, you know, you know what's helped me through the years with these challenges? I've taken 
20 of them at least. Is I go to God and I ask God, why, do, why am I critical like that? Why, why, why do I want to be, why, why, I mean, <clears throat> have you ever noticed yourself just, you may be watching television and a commercial comes on. Man, I don't like commercials at all, right? Thank God for the, DV, the DVRs where you can record something and then fast forward all the commercials. Did I get an amen on that one? Yeah! Amen. You can go past all the commercials. I just don't like the commercials. But if you got to watch them, you know how many times out of your mouth, you just, you're just critical. I mean, it's so easy to be critical if there's something you see that goes against the way you think. Okay, you don't have to agree with it. Just keep your mouth shut. Just kind of smile, you know? And maybe there was something you saw and you didn't like it, and all of a sudden they get to the end and, and there's a little dog in there and you like the dog. Well, like the dog. And shut up about the rest of it. You, you know what I'm saying? What, whatever. Just find something good in it. Just keep your mouth shut. That's what I've noticed. You can ask my wife. I, I have come a long way, you know, from where I used to be about complaining. I mean, and, and the first time I took this challenge, I didn't think I complained about anything. But the key to not complaining about people and situations is being grateful for how good God is, His promises. <laughs> and how do you do that? A, a, a grateful person is a person of faith. Listen to this verse. Romans 12 and verse 3. Romans 12 and 3. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is amongst you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think, how? Soberly. Hmm? In other words, not to be drunk on yourself. Not to be overdone with yourself. Not to just always be about what you think about a specific thing or, or, or situation. As God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Everybody's been dealt a measure of faith. A person, listen to me, get this, just let it go deep inside of you. A person of gratitude is a person of developed faith. Why? Because daily you are acknowledging how grateful you are to the promises of God and what God has done for you and not focused on the other. Because the other has to do with you. What you don't like. How you, don't, you were treated. Or how this happened. Or this situation over here. It's all about you. You, 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 you. When you're upset. And you're mad. And you're frustrated. And you want to take somebody out. and you, It's because you're focused on you. And he said here. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. Don't be drunk on yourself. Don't be consumed with how you feel about every situation. Because each person's been dealt the same measure of faith. And a person of faith that begins to show gratitude toward the promises of God and believing the promises in every situation that they face, they become a person of developed faith. Everybody's been given the same the, the same goods from God, spiritually. Everybody's been dealt the same measure of faith. 
Not one person more than the other, everybody the same. But it's not the measure of faith in the end result that matters, it's the part that's developed. And I'm just telling you, one of the greatest ways to develop your faith is daily, daily, in your daily routine, being grateful that God is your provider, being grateful that God is your protector, being grateful that God, that through God, by the Holy Spirit, you can hear the voice of the Spirit and do what the Spirit of God tells you to do, that you can be led by the Spirit in every decision that you make. Being grateful for that every day develops this faith so that you're not drunk on yourself. That's a win-win. You know what I like about the, about, about the truth of God's Word? And, and you have to get a hold of this. When, when, you're, when you're learning the Word and you're developing it in your life, what happens is it doesn't become about what you can't do. It's what you can do. See, when, when I'm acknowledging gratefulness, when I can point out I've not been grateful here, I've done this or had this attitude or whatever, this is going, I've been negative about this, I've talked about this person or that, or whatever, the harder you try not to do that stuff and yet you're not developing your gratefulness of the promises of God, you're defeating the purpose. You're wearing yourself out. You're not going to quit those things. Not if you're not developing your faith and confidence that God is all the things that He said He is. Actually, He's all the things that I need when I'm trying to do it myself. And I'm trying to acquire those things. He's already given them to me. So I need to learn to thank Him for that peace and that rest and that confidence that if he gave it to me and he promised it, done, 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 done. Now, he's going to lead me how to experience that. He's going to lead me how to receive it. He's going to lead me in how to be a doer of it. But I'm not putting the cart for the horse, me trying to do it all, and I don't have his promises working on my behalf. I feel like, personally, that that's been the, 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 the revelation of this series right here has been the element that has developed and caused my life to grow in the things of God. The, this message right here, the, the challenge of developing a grateful heart, developing a, a, a life of gratitude, developing an awareness of being thankful for everything. I love the other foundational scripture that we've read. This and one more I'll read and I'll be done. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 16, 17 and 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. In everything give thanks. And I've said this to you before. Not for everything. Not for everything. I'm not thankful for ugly things or bad things that happen. You see stuff around the planet that happens. We're not thankful for it, but we're thankful and we're grateful that God is bigger than any situation that we see or face. Amen? No matter what it is. You're not called huh, to be the fix-it police. I'm telling you right now, the harder you try to fix everything, 
the less effective you'll be. But when you're being led by Him, and I'm not saying don't stand up for what you believe in and those kind of things, but don't get all in people's face and all trying to make everything happen. Listen to Him and then do what He says. That's a promise. And do you ever see Jesus, ever hear from the Father? He said, I only do those things I hear and see from Father. Did you ever see him do what Father said and it didn't work? Not one time. And he said the works that he did will do and even greater works because he's now gone to the Father. He represents us and now he's empowered us if we'll do it his way. I'm just telling you, this grateful, thankful attitude is his way because he said, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's the will of God for you to be grateful in every situation. It's the will of God. It's God's will for your life. Well, Pastor, I'm just not sure what the will of God is. Right here. The will of God is your life, in your life is right here. Knowing the will of God kicks in when you're in faith. Because Faith is the way that you receive from God. So if I'm thanking Him and being grateful and, and, and allowing my gratefulness, acknowledging the promises of God, when I'm doing that, I'm stepping into a greater realm of what God wants me to operate in so that I can receive from Him. And when I'm receiving from Him by faith, there's no end to what I can have. Not any. There's no, there are no limits to what you can have in God when you're stepping into a life of faith and trust and confidence that if he promised it, it will come to pass. Done. Hmm? Done. Philippians 4 and verse 6 and 7, and I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Really like that statement in, in the New Living, the way it says that. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And thank Him. Be grateful for all that He has done. Thank Him or be grateful for all that He has done. Then you will experience what? God's peace. Hmm. That's the peace of Jesus that's been tested and tried. Then that's where you experience it. When? Grateful. Grateful. Uh, go back to six, sorry. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him. Be grateful for all that He has done. All the things that I read to you in the beginning, that's what he's already done. It's not what he's going to do when you feel it. It's what he's already done. That's why I have to be thankful that he's done all those things and so many more. At the end of the day, it's not how good I am at developing this. It's how good he is at establishing this. And he's established the plan. And if I'll just work it out, and I'll walk it out, even when I don't feel like it or I don't want to, if I keep doing it, the Bible says if you don't quit, you'll reap. Can you say amen to that? Verse, verse 7, 
then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that you can understand. Wow. So if we're talking about overcoming issues in life and situations in life that appear to be bigger than God, that's what, that, that, that's what happens in life, when you begin to thank Him and praise Him and it becomes a part of your life, then what rules your heart and your mind is that tried peace of Jesus, and it's beyond anything that you can even ask or think of. And if the way to get the peace is through an attitude of gratitude and gratefulness of the promises of God, if that's the way to it, then why would I do anything else to get to that? We're talking about, we're talking about peace. Whew. Peace. You, you know what I say every day? I say this every day in so many words. I will never worry or be fretful another day in my life about anything. I will never worry or be fretful about anything ever again in my life. You know what? I've been saying that for so long and acknowledging how great God is for so long that I'm accomplishing that. I'm accomplishing that. You mean, you've, you haven't worried in like a year? No, I didn't say that. I said, I'm accomplishing that. Because every day I wake up, I am so aware of how God's already got my day planned. I don't have to worry about a thing. Now, with that attitude, and especially with those kind of declarations, you think you're going to have a day where there's not the potential to worry? Especially with those kind of confessions. The potential to worry and be fretful increases. Oh, but the peace. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I see that thing, but glory be to God. Glory be to God. Why would I worry? God's got it covered. That didn't mean you just sit back and do nothing. No, no. You've got to embrace the promises and be led and, and hear His voice and know how to deal with things and confront things and let fear know it will not overtake me. It has no place in my life whatsoever. I'll not give in to any of it. But the peace, wow. As He said right there, the peace that's beyond. You have that verse up there in the, I don't think I read the last part of it, verse 7 in the New Living Translation. I like the wording of that. The peace. No? I've got it. There we go. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in that, as you live in Christ. Man. Just close your eyes just for a second and put your hand, put one of your hands just on your forehead. Just put your hand on your forehead. 
Say this after me. Say, I have the mind of Christ. I think God's thoughts. I acknowledge God's greatness. Today is a great day because God is great. Today, Father, I acknowledge how truly great you are. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. We have that mind. And it is changing daily with each and every person that takes it serious and makes it their own. Amen? Receive this word today and allow it to go deep in your heart and take the challenge of making notes of negative things in your life, but also making notes of why do I do those things? Because God will show you. He'll reveal to you. And you know what? When you realize why you do something, man, you can stop it. Just like that. You can stop it. Never do it again. Never do it again when God reveals it to you. When you're just trying to get rid of it, it's one thing. But when God reveals it, supernatural.